0: Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you are a sensitive soul and new to my tribe, I'd love to give you my clearing and protection spray formula gift. You can go to lightwarriorsupport.com and get that gift to make a clearing protection spray to help balance your energy, clear your energy field so you can feel more calm, more peaceful, more confident. Now, today I have a very special guest. It's actually a friend of another energy healer, friend of mine, Gwen Leopards. So this energy healer I just met, literally just met, and uh, I love her already. (laughs) So her name is Katie Bray, and today we're going to be deep diving into learning about energy leaks energy literacy and embodying your soul energy. This is super, super important. So for those uh, that have been following for a while, that maybe are students of mine, if you've taken um, Topican healing level one, level two, you will know how important this is because we talk about the wholeness. We talk about the wholeness score, the the soul energy. So today we're going to learn about the primary energy leaks. That people have and what you can do about it. Um, gain some valuable insight on what would help you evolve in the most powerful way. Uh, how to use your energy to co-create what you truly desire. I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, you can actually uh, have a, a chat with uh, Katie Bray today because she is an amazing clairvoyant energy worker gifted empath who's directing um her direct and loving approach has been transformational for her clients growing to the next level of their evolution and what's what i really appreciate about katie is that you know she is so like so many of us in this sensitive soul tribe she's an empath and she is using her empath skills as a superpower yeah like she has this amazing business. She's helping all these people. So this is what I love for my students to emulate. You don't have to be an energy healer per se, but just using those soul gifts that you have to really make the world a better place, have a wonderful life for yourself, and make an impact and difference for other people. So I, I you know, I, I talk about these kinds of interviews being like a spiritual entrepreneur series, and Katie's one of those. She's an empath who has made it. Like In other words, she's an empath who isn't struggling necessarily from her, you, know, the, the, you know the parts, that sensitivity that can sometimes, if people don't understand the sensitivity, can be like a curse, like it'll feel like a curse. Uh, but if you understand who you are and your sensitivity and know who you really are, then you can really embody your gifts. And then create something that then can help people. So, uh, you know, Katie is a beautiful, beautiful example of that. Um, So she's, you know, this body of work she's been developing over 12-plus years in her field, working with thousands of people. Uh, Just a little bit more about her, she's also a Vedic counselor, dancer, student of Tantra, (laughs) woohoo! and is a non-denominational ordained minister, author, speaker, retreat facilitator, and catalyst for all those who seek her counsel. So if you want to call in live and get some expert coaching, mentoring, um, that kind of thing, you can call in at 818 -518 Four eleven ninety, 1190 and put your hand up again 818-514-1190 and I'm also going to be opening up the chat online so if you're just joining us online in a few moments you can also type in your question for Katie as well as we go on I see that some people have your hands up already you guys are smart
1: <laughs>
0: I might as well take advantage of Katie while she's here on the show so without further ado welcome Katie
2: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I loved everything that you just said. Not, 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 not because it was beautiful about me, um, but but the whole thing of you know being an empath and feeling like it is a curse and learning how to get to the other side of that. That is such a big part of my story. And I know, just like you, I'm sure we have seen and heard so many people feel like it's a curse. Uh, it's so not. So I just love that you said that. I really love that you said that it's a big call to action in my life to, to show people how it's not a curse. It's such a gift. Oh, exactly, exactly. And we, since
0: you're new to our audience, we would love to know more about your journey because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people just look at, you know, successful, happy people like you and go, oh, mm-hmm. well, that must be nice, right? Like, you know, she knew, <laughs> right. you know they assume that you mm-hmm. had a full handle of your gifts on stage five, and that is often <laughs> not the case. So we would love to know your story.
2: <sighs> no, gosh, that was not the case at all. Um, you're so right about that. So I was, you know, as many of us were, I was born with the skills that I have. And I have very clear memories of what I was thinking and seeing when I was eight months old in my crib. And I remember recounting these things for my mom. And I remember my first precognition when I was three years old. It was crystal clear. And I can tap into that moment like it was yesterday. Um, And so one thing that happened for me was I I was raised essentially in a little bit of a war zone for a while. My mother was that sort of classic struggling single mom. She had been really struggling with alcoholism. My older sister at the time was very rebellious. And so there was constantly yelling and all kinds of stuff in, in our home. And the way that I handled that was, you know, being as empathic as I was, is I I ended up just spending a lot of time isolating in my room. And I learned that what felt good was spending time with all of these angels and, you know, disincarnate beings that I was seeing. And it it really was sort of an escape for me in a lot of ways. But what it didn't set me up for was how to have earth legs and how to be here (laughs) on planet earth, dealing (laughs) with, you know, with, with all this stuff. Right. Um, so I, as I got older, I turned to alcohol at a very young age. The first time I drank, I got drunk. I was 10 years old and I actually never even under, it, it didn't actually hit me until I was a few years sober that, that people don't just drink to get drunk. It, it, my my alcoholic thinking never even <laughs> enabled me to have that thought. and I remember how stunned I was when I had it. Um, and so I actually I knew by the time I was fourteen or fifteen years old, actually that i was I was an alcoholic. And I remember saying that to my best friend um, at the – well, she's still my best friend. But at that time, I, I, I could never stop once I started. Um, didn't mean that I was drinking every day, but I was chronically overindulging. And unfortunately, um, when I was overseas in high school, I, I went overseas to study in Spain for a few summers, and I did some traveling around Europe. And unfortunately, um, I was under the influence and I put myself in a challenging situation, not to blame myself, but it is to take responsibility for my part. And I ended up being raped by a strange man. Um, oh. So I, I, I ended up with PTSD from that. And unfortunately, that started sort of this cascade of events in my life that happened over about a 12 to 18 month period of time. The timing is kind of foggy for me, but um, a lifelong friend of mine was killed a few months later in a car accident. And then within four months of each other, I lost both of my grandparents who had helped raise me. Um, And so, you know, here I am, someone who had never developed inner tools. My mom did go into recovery when I was nine. And, you know, fortunately, she's sober today. But but the truth is, is my formative years were really, like, emotionally war-torn. I never developed internal skills to deal with, you know, A, emotions, but B, how how could I be, you know, my words now, an empath and be in this world and be okay? The world feels scary and harsh and crazy. Um, And so when I had all of those tragedies strike at one time, I really just threw in the towel. I didn't have any tools or any skills to navigate any of that. And, and quite frankly, I think even the healthiest person would have had a really hard time. Uh, be challenged. You know, with, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but given that I kind of felt like I was starting below ground zero um, I basically just sort of threw in the towel with life. I was like, I'm done. Um, and so what, what happened was I spent two years, I had horrible agoraphobia, for those of you who don't know what that is, I was afraid to leave the house, so I dropped out of college, I stayed in bed, I smoked a lot of pot, I drank tons of alcohol, I ate tons and tons of food, um, my four five foot four frame, I was over 250 pounds, I was on oh, you're 13 kidding different- me. Psych meds? No, I'm not even. Um, it was it was rough. I uh, yeah. So psych meds. I was institutionalized twice. Um, this was all within a two year time span, and I was so debilitated from all the alcohol I was drinking and the pot and all the medications that I had been put on that I could barely write my name, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. And so wow. Yeah, it was. That was me being an empath and not knowing how to be in the world. And that was, you know, when you talk about it in the beginning, how it can feel like a curse, I definitely felt cursed, even though I didn't have the language of what an empath was. I always knew that I had this sensitivity. I mean, I was 10 years old asking my mom, mommy, why does it feel like I can step into people's bodies and I know exactly what they're feeling and thinking, and I know what's going on. And, Um, You know, fortunately, my mom didn't shut me down, but she didn't know how to respond. She didn't have any answers for me. Um, Mm. So cut to um, uh, my, my spiritual awakening came in a very crystal clear moment when I heard these words in my ear. And it was, you got yourself into this. You get yourself out of this. And wow what was yeah and, and what was so profound about it even though those are obviously very profound words is that had I had heard that um, even a week earlier I think I would have been overwhelmed and I would have been scared. I think part of what makes it so beautiful and powerful is that it was so divinely orchestrated that for whatever reason in that moment, I was ready to hear that there was another way. And when I heard those words, I had this very visceral experience, which I can't say that I had remembered having. I was pretty shut down and, and very much of a freeze state uh, with my PTSD and everything else. Um, but I actually had this visceral experience of, oh, my God, like I can get myself out of this. And so it was the next day, actually, that I went, I I drove to my mom's house, which was a very big deal because, again, I wasn't leaving my home. Um, And I told her what had been going on, and I got myself to an AA meeting. And the rest is history. My, My process from there was spending a lot of time in the 12 steps, doing a lot of service work, then going into intensive therapy to really work out my stuff um yeah i actually this is just for me i'm certainly not anti medication at a certain point i was off all medications and i still am um obviously wow. i was supported by my doctors and my you know everyone who i who i needed to be with at that time but supported i got off all these medications and yet there was still this part of me that knew that there was more than just putting myself back together there was this part of me that felt compelled to Evolve more, to serve more. And I knew that I had a certain level. I wouldn't have called them gifts at the time, but I knew that there were different perspectives that I had. And so, through many, you know, synchronicities and serendipities and some brick walls that I hit and doors that slammed in my Mm -hmm. face, I ended up, you know, doing the work that I do now, which I've been doing for almost 13 years.
0: Mm, Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Katie. I mean, it was super heartfelt. And I think that um, there's quite a few people in the audience who are listening to this weather live on the replay that can totally resonate with your journey and their journey. And just to know that someone has come through to the quote unquote other side, where everything that they've ever experienced is now part of your wisdom, you know part of what you can really be compassionate and helping people with like you know what it's like you know to have you know the sensitivity to to feel like you know you're you're alone um maybe you know feeling like there's nothing else you can do like you want to leave the world whatever it is um and to get to the other side so thank you so much for sharing that
2: yeah thank you mm.
0: well and uh you know one of the things you you know, talk about, and we're going to talk about today, is this whole idea of energy leaks, or soul energy leaks, and uh, then, and we're going to discuss, I think, five ways is that right? Yeah, that yes. our souls may be leaking energy. So I, people are like on the edge of their seats, going, "I want to know what that is. I want to know what that is." So uh, just for our listeners, I'm I'm interviewing Katie Bray, and she is a wonderful clairvoyant and healer. Uh, we just heard her story about where she came from, you know, growing up, um, having her spiritual awakening, and if you'd like to have you know uh speak with uh katie you can call in at 818-514-1190 hit one and we'll be unmuting people later on just hit one so i know your hand is up again the number is 818-514-1190 and hit one so yeah katie let's let's talk about these uh energy leaks and why. you know why Mm -hmm. are we talking about them why are they important
2: yeah yeah oh they're so important um So I have a larger body of work that I've put together over my my work with thousands of people over my time doing this professionally, and this body of work is called energy architecture. What I started to see were these very consistent patterns that we as humans having these spiritual experiences and these spirits having these human experiences, because I think, you know, wherever the divine is, there's a paradox. Um, and I think ultimately we're here to really integrate all of this, all of these pieces of ourselves, I started seeing these very specific patterns of the way that our energy systems are put together and where they consistently go to either serve us or to not to work against us, but where they can work against us. And so I, one aspect of this energy architecture work was, Seeing where our primary energy leaks are. And why energy leaks are important is that our energy system is literally how we create or co create our experience. We use our soul energy that comes in through the crown, works its way all the way down through all of our chakras, out through the root to reach creation and to literally be here on the earth. Now, our primary energy leaks actually take place typically in the first one, two, three chakras. So root, sacral, solar plexus is where they begin. That's not to say that they can't sprout other places, but this is where I have seen consistently that they begin. Um, usually it, it all starts actually in the root, um, but they can, they can also sprout um, sacral and solar plexus. The energy leaks when, they, when we basically spring a leak is, is our soul energy, similar to, let's say, a tire that has a leak in it. It starts leaking energy that is now going in the direction of something that isn't serving us, which means it's actually not funneling down through the entirety of our system, being able to give all of the potent soul energy that we have into our manifestations or our co creation so it impacts our emotional health, it impacts our physical health, and it certainly impacts our ability to feel like we are the co-creative creatures that we are. Because we are. It's just sometimes we don't feel like it. <laughs> but really, it's all we're doing. Um, but even in our yeah, lead, constantly. we're co-creating <laughs> Yeah, and even in our leaks, we're co-creating the experience of what it is like to not utilize our our soul power in its full potency. Um so do you want me to you want me to start with number 1? Ready?
0: <laughs> yeah, before we do that I just want to ask you about um when you were talking about top of the crown to the to base, um mm-hmm. you know when when I first started learning Reiki, my my teacher was talking about the Hara line. And this, yes. this, you know, power cord, if you will. And uh, so I'm yep. sure some folks are probably thinking the same thing I am is what is this? Is this similar to the horror line, the line of manifestation or, you know, what you're talking about or anatomy wise? So,
2: yeah, it is very similar. And and I'll say this, um, I, you know, obviously we have meridians. The The energy system is far more complex than just our chakras. Um, Right. And I was going to say, but I'm going to say, and yes, it is very similar. And in my experience of what I've seen is, um, you know, an inspiration or an insight. Let's say, okay, we have our eighth chakra that's about, you know, just an inch, two inches above our crown. And what I see when I when I work with people, this is where I go first, is that's where our soul contracts are, that's where our life themes are, um, that's where a lot of our what I call destiny points are. So some of the things that we have, um, you know, in our soul's free will have already elected to experience or to be when we come here, when we incarnate. Um, where our soul understands that this is the way that it wants to advance and progress. So I see all of that housed in the eighth chakra. So ultimately we'll get some kind of inspired thought. Let's just say Um, maybe it's for a business endeavor Um, and, or, you know, maybe we, it's part of our purpose and we're now putting our business endeavor and our purpose together. So that comes as an inspired thought from the soul contract and the thought comes down from, you know, eighth, seventh sixth. Sixth is when we get to start to envision it, where we actually start to see it and conceptualize it. Then it moves down into the fifth chakra where we have the capacity to start voicing it, but also making a choice. We start to make a choice here of what part of me wants to show up for this. Is my lower voice starting to chat with me? Is my higher voice still strong, where this inspiration came from? If we sort of pass the test there, um, then into our heart chakra it goes and we start to question, you know, do I have the heart for it? Does this feel like it's me? Does this feel like it's an expression of me? If it's a yes, then it goes into the solar plexus where we start to feel into, do I have the self-esteem for this? Now, obviously, that's not always the conscious way we question it, but it will be a sort of bargaining through. Do we have the self-esteem? Do we have, you know, what it takes within ourselves to do this? And if, if that's a yes, it goes into the second chakra where we start to question, do we have the resources? Do we have the support? Do we have the time? Do we have the passion, the drive, all of that is in the second chakra. If that's a yes, then it starts to create, and it goes down and moves out through the first chakra where it's actually able to hit, hit the ground and be born. Now, what's interesting about this is that's sort of the path of how I see creation happen through us, um, but simultaneously, which we're doing constantly, by the way, um, but we also have to work our way back up the chakras Um which we start to question everything. I say our first chakra is really about our inheritance. That's where, that, this is where we hold seeds from our soul contract. This is where, you know, ancestral patterns that perhaps we've come to work through or work with, that this is actually where I see them stored. Um, and so there's a lot going on at the root. And then we start to actually reorganize ourselves as we work our way up. Um, it's kind of, I'm actually in the middle of my book on that, it's it's energy architecture. Um, but just for the sake of this conversation, we're constantly rewiring ourselves. But oftentimes, um, oftentimes we will just keep with the same patterns. We will just, our energy is primed to continue going in the way that it's going, which is part of why we recreate and recreate and recreate things. Um, And so Mm. when, when we're looking at it in terms of primary energy leaks, that's where I typically start to see those come in is where we are recreating these things that we have always experienced. And, you know, in the East, they call them samskaras. These are ingrained memories, ingrained patterns of energy that really move uh, beyond us and are constantly in dialogue with the universe. And so, you know, my big call to action in the world is for us to really start having deeper conversations about how we can track our own energy and where we know, where, where am I in my creative process, which part of me is getting stuck and where, where are my energy leaks, um, but, but typically not from the most common places. I, I, I sometimes see a lot of dancing around the heart of some of these questions. Um, And so when I really went into my own inquiry, I was able to see through my work with other people and obviously observing myself um, is what what I have now condensed down into the five primary energy leaks. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, so go ahead and share,
0: you know, some of this uh, wisdom about the energy leaks. This is so interesting.
2: Yeah, so the first one that I see is I'm going to I kind of have them cloaked in a simple word at first and then I'll explain a little bit more. But the first one is denial. Um, But the way that I like to sort of open that conversation up, like just within ourselves is what are you or what am I pretending to not know? Because I am a firm believer Mm. that we are all so deeply intuitive and wise. And the majority of the time, the things that we believe we do not have the answers to are the things that we are either not quite ready to fully digest, or we are not willing to look at in that moment. But I do believe that everyone does know the truth about their existence about whatever challenges they're facing, I, I I deeply maintain that that wisdom is within them. It's when we start to pretend that we do not have the answers or the wisdom that we start to leak our energy.
0: Oh, good one, yeah, mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, And so the next one, number two, is justifications. Um, And, interestingly, what has shown up more, um, you know, we can simply say, you know, justifying red flags or things that maybe, you know, we see in a relationship, for example, um, you know, that we just sort of poo-poo or minimize. Um, But something that I have seen particularly with um, many people in the more healing community is actually, and I'll stay with me because this is going to sound like what at first. <laughs> um, I, I, I both... can
0: feel it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. It's um, coming. Actually being overly compassionate and understanding. I see a Did lot of Did you read my post?
0: Did you read my post on Facebook? No. <laughs> no. No. I, I when? love these
2: synchronicities. Go on,
0: go on. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to look. Um but justifications where we, we will rationalize and justify our behavior or someone else's behavior under the guise of being compassionate and understanding. And I, I yes. see this happen so much and it becomes very, very toxic for people. And that's not to say that, of, of course, we want to be compassionate and understanding, but that does not mean that we can't or we shouldn't have just natural boundaries and, and boundaries for me are just really having a sense of self and being clear about who that sense of self is in the world. Not like, no, you're not allowed to do that to me. I mean, that's okay, but it's more like, I understand and I have deep compassion and that doesn't mean that I'm going to justify or rationalize or make any of that. Okay. Whatever that is. Mm. <laughs> so that's a big one. Beautifully said
0: Yeah, very big, especially about among toast. the spiritual circles We will stretch yeah. ourselves Sacrifice ourselves, try to help Everyone, yeah. try to Pull mm-hmm. everyone up to where We think they should be You know, mm-hmm. and I was saying to somebody yeah. You know what, sometimes people don't want to be Pulled up Exactly It's well, more compassion to just let them be and just love them As they are instead of trying to change them
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I've met a lot of people and there is no judgment about what, I, what I'm about to say because I have certainly been here myself, but there is a difference for people of wanting to be out of pain and wanting to evolve and grow. Those are two entirely different conversations. And so yeah. I think people who, who need, who want to be out of pain or who want to grow and evolve, they need to be willing first to show up for themselves or it's not going to get them anywhere. I I think it's really important to give people the dignity of living their own life and living on their own terms. I think that's really empowering.
0: Yes, I agree 100%.
2: So number three is actually our cravings. So I'm going to give an example, um, and and really quickly though I want to say I distinguish a, dig, a big difference here between craving and desire. I feel in in this context, desire for me is more of that compelling, um, you know, energy that sort of draws out of us what is pulling us forward. To me, that's more desire. I'm talking about craving. So. An example is an an example is let's say I love to feel loved and appreciated. I crave feeling loved and appreciated. Is there anything wrong with feeling with wanting to feel loved and appreciated? No, I think we all deserve to feel loved and appreciated. There's no question about it. The the place that we start to leak our power though is when we are so desperate to have that need met or that craving met that we are willing to negotiate our soul energy to have that met. And that's where mm. it becomes an energy leak, where maybe I'm willing to stay in an unhealthy situation because from time to time I get a glimpse of that love or a glimpse of that appreciation that I so deeply crave, therefore I'm good for another 100,000 miles until you know I feel empty again and then I need <laughs> that back, right? so i think it's really more about how are we negotiating ourselves to have certain cravings met and and what can we do to actually meet those needs for ourselves and and in that finding the um the healthy ways to have those cravings met it's it's And and because cravings will often move us into some kind of compulsion, or it'll kick us into some kind of denial or justification, right? Because it's like, oh, I justify that behavior, because I get love and appreciation from that person. So I'm going to justify that. Like, no, we can't afford to do that, because we are literally losing our soul energy when we do.
0: Well, I have an example about uh, one of my girlfriends who's a medical doctor. This is years ago. Do you mind if I tell the story about illustrating exactly what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, her and I used to have, when I was in, you know, medical practice at the hospital, we would joke about each other having a little black cloud over our heads during when we were on call. So we were on call one every whatever, seven or nine nights, and it would rotate through everyone. And there was, you know, a handful of women, but mostly men that we were on call with. And it would just come to pass that every time her and I were on call, we were busy as heck, like no, you know, no sleep, you know, crazy. So years go by, I'm already out of that system. And uh, I was asking about Thanksgiving or something. And she's kind of like, you know, sighing at the other end of the phone. I said, what's going on? She says, well, I'm on call. I said you're on calls on Thanksgiving and she says, "Yes." And every time I'm on call, I don't know what happens, but I get so busy and so and so my colleague is never busy. And I said I said to her, "Do you really want to know why?" <laughs> she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Do you want do you want to change it?" She goes, "Yeah. You know, I want to have a like, you know, I I don't want to be up, you know, 50 times a night." And I said, "Okay, here's the thing." I know who you are. You're like me. We we you know, we love people. You know, we have all these people that say, "Oh, you're the greatest doctor, blah blah blah." I said, "You know what? We want that so much. We crave that so much. That appreciation, that love and everything that we have to manifest all these people to show up on a holiday so that we can feel loved <laughs> and appreciated." I said, "Are you willing yeah. to give that up?" And she's like, "Yes! oh, my gosh, hell yes. I said, okay, done. (laughs) (laughs) And she called me back, you know, two days later after the holiday. She goes, I had a nice dinner. Call wasn't so bad. Like she just had to have that realization that she wanted that attention and love so much from her patients, but it was costing her, you know, life
2: energy to to, to get it. Yes. And I love that because it, it, I, and I, it's such a it's such a brilliant example because it really just goes to show just how much co-creative power we really have. you know I mean, I think a lot of times when there's a bigger conversation about you know manifesting and law of attraction and co-creation, it's often about that job or that relationship or that thing, that car, that trip, which is all fine and dandy. I'm not you know I'm not knocking that for sure. But I find that a lot of the majority of our biggest choices that we make are in examples like you just said. It's, it's in those seemingly mundane daily things that we do that really start to amount to so much in our lives. And that's the kind of power that we have when we use our soul energy to animate and move in the direction that's going to serve us the most. Those are the big choices, not, not this other stuff.
0: Yes, exactly Like like we just think it's this over here But it really is all that daily Little tiny seemingly insignificant yes. Choices that we make over there That make a big difference yes. Wow, yes. wow, this is great yes. So we got three, three of the primary energy leaks uh, Anything you want okay. more to say About the third one or
2: Oh god I do whole retreats on these Is there more? Yeah, it's funny um, Yeah but, <laughs>
3: <laughs> rhetorical
2: question it's always and craving that cravings are actually always um my probably my favorite because I think you know it's for humans it's so relatable um but mm. but I really think I think the last thing that I would really want to say about it just for anyone who's listening that if that lit you up in any way is I think really looking at What are you willing to negotiate to have those cravings met? So I would say first, you know, spend a little time writing down. What are your top five cravings? You know, what comes up for you consistently that you just really want to be experiencing or just really feel like you need to feel? And then. Just start to ask, what are the ways that that this comes up for me? What are the ways that I feel met there? And what are the ways that, you know, maybe I'm giving up too much of myself to have that need met? And where did I learn that that was even necessary? Because again, I, I love your example. It's it's so perfect, because it's really you know, it might not mean that we have to change the relationship or the job or the whatever it is. It it really often isn't so much about something outside of us having to change because we've made a change. It's we simply just need to shift our energy and where we're coming from. And then all of a sudden we're tapping into more of our soul energy for our fuller life experience. So I would I would really um invite People to sit with that for themselves because I, for me, it's something that I come back to consistently. It's if it, this is actually the one that I keep myself in check with the most because I have mm. found um, that is when I keep a real close pulse on this one, I'm not as likely to justify or deny. So I'm not as likely to go to the first two that I mentioned. Um, so I feel like really looking at cravings and being clear about that with myself um, sort of helps to mitigate the the potential of the other two. Or the first two, I think. Ah,
0: yes. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And some of us, uh especially, you know, as sensitive soul types, we don't like to disappoint people. We don't like to uh-huh. say no. We don't wanna feel their disappointment through our bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, yeah, Absolutely. that's, yeah. So the, the, those make so much sense. I definitely have to watch that in myself as well on a regular basis for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, you know, um, it's, it's also looking at it, to what you just said made me look, you know, remember to say also from the other direction, like um, those of us who are sensitive, we can sometimes manipulate situations because we don't want to feel another person's, you know, disappointment or anger or whatever. So sometimes the survival technique that we go into is that we will manipulate a situation so we don't have to feel that. So if we know that we are participating in someone else's cravings in an unhealthy way, that's something else to look at. It gets a little more complex But um, that's another thing to look at because if it's not good for them and we're in relationship with them, it's not good for us either.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I I definitely had to see it from – it was really difficult for me to do it for myself, so I had to see it from the other point of view where I'm doing them a disservice and disempowering them by saying yes. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Great stuff.
2: Yeah, It's a tricky one, tricky one. Um, yeah, so number four is, um, I call it attachment, but I see it more as attachment to identity. Um, and the question Mm -hmm. that, that I invite people into with this one is what part of your identity are you fighting for? Um, a lot of times, you know, we seek to have some kind of identity or, or label um because it helps give us a context for ourselves and it gives us a sense of belonging sometimes. And so here again, I, I'm certainly not saying that, you know, labels themselves are bad, because they're certainly not. Um it's it's a part of the way that we it does help us relate and connect to other people without question. Where it starts to become an energy leak though is when we are so attached to everything that comes with that label, we start to carry a lot of psychic weight with that. And it's, it, we start to fight for a specific identity. And sometimes we don't even know it. Um, and I, I mean, I can certainly give a, a really big example for myself, if I may. Um, this was some years ago, I was a single mother at the time. And solopreneur, single mother, I was doing OK, um, but I, I certainly wasn't like rolling in it. I was earlier in my practice, so I was still really revving things up. And I remember being invited to go somewhere. And I, if I remember correctly, I think maybe it was even out of town. And I used the excuse, I can't do that. I'm a single mom. And over the years, I kept talking about being a single mom. No, I'm a single mom. No, I'm a single mom. I can't do that. I'm a single mom. So I recognized at one point, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm wearing that label to such a capacity that I literally have to uphold everything that the single mother is basically an archetype for. So Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that, you know. I had totally, totally leaked so much of my energy and handed my power over to this archetype that's basically with, synonymous with I'm struggling, I'm broke, and I'm burning the candle at both ends, right? I mean, a lot of people right. when they hear the term single mom, that's what they think. So that was uh, this identity that I was so adhered to because part of me just got something from it. And what I realized, I mean, this this was deep down the rabbit hole for me, but what I realized was, you know, a lot of my upbringing and a lot of what I had learned was, was about martyrdom and was about you have to struggle to make money, like all of these beliefs. Yeah, right. So all of these beliefs were actually hiding in this one label that I had that it turned out that I was fighting for pretty hard. And I was actually shooting myself in the foot while I was doing it. Um, And so I, I, well, he's he's now my almost husband, but I remember he and I were early on in our dating and I heard myself say the single mom thing. And I was like, wait a minute. And I said to him, I was like, I am never allowed to say that again. Like, I will never, (laughs) I will never say that again. Right? Because there I was, I was like, damn, I showed up for that again. And so I, you know, I started like calling myself an independent mother. (laughs) Like, let me bring my power back yeah like let's call it back i don't need to be attached to that so you know i think again i don't think labels or the way that we identify ourselves are necessarily bad things i do think it helps give us context it gives it gives us perspective and relationship to people in the world and our experiences it's when we really start to get overly attached and sometimes unconsciously we're actually defending something that we start to leak our energy and i actually see this quite a lot and it's something i mean i catch myself on this without question because i think in part it's human nature right it's like oh i feel rooted when i have a label um but it's like not you have always a the easiest thing yeah exactly exactly so i really think that a big 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 piece of of spiritual growth and spiritual evolution is learning how to be a part of a tribe or a group of tribes, which, you know, I think we all have many, really. Um, But being able to have a certain degree of autonomy and really only giving our, our energy over consensually, and because it's actually good for the good of the group, and because we are fed back, by that tribe. I think the the energetic currency of that back and forth of that give and receive is really really important and I do feel like we need to be accountable for it. Just like we are with money and time, our energy is equally important and I think it's important that we start looking at things like that. Mhm. So
0: true. And I want to just call out that one of the labels for our you know tribe or my tribe is the word empath. You know, empath Mm -hmm. is a description to me, but it can Mm -hmm. be used as something to say, well, I'm an empath, so I can't do this, or I'm an empath, so that's why I suffer, and I'm an empath (laughs) because – You know, and there's all these reasons why one suffers because you're an empath and I'm like, Okay, well let let you know, you have superpowers, so now what are you gonna do with them? You know? Exactly.
2: Exactly. It's like you're a
0: superhero
2: empath. Now what are you gonna do with it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um Okay. Well, we
0: uh, so, we have a question yeah. here, and we're oh, going sure. to tell people, again, just the number to call in, because we're going to come to questions very soon. The number is 818-514-1190. Again, 818-514-1190. Just a couple of comments here on the chat. Maria says, I'm leaking money. <laughs> I know that one, too, Maria. <laughs> and then Tina says... Uh, I would love to know where I have energy leaks and how to prevent it. Okay, well that's what we're covering right now about that. Um yeah, and then we'll we'll go to some of the phones after that. So yeah, let's let's uh let's move on, um, Katie. Great.
2: Um so the fifth final one, and it's a biggie, in my opinion. <sighs> So the sort of easy word is expectation, but wait for it. Wait for it. The biggest one that I have seen across the board is expecting people to act as we do. That Mm
1: -hmm. is the
2: expectation that causes the most people to leak the most energy. It's not just, oh, I expected that this would happen. I expected that would happen. It's, again, I'm going to go back to sort of those little day-to-day things, those little maybe huffy moments that we have because some wouldn't show up the way that we thought that they should, or they didn't drive the way that we would, or they didn't send a thank you card the way that we would or whatever it is, right? It's all of those that happen on a day-to-day basis for a lot of people that causes a lot of unnecessary angst that we just leak, 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 leak. So expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, I I always say this, and I think it's really important to discern the difference between expectations and having standards. I think that's something that people get confused sometimes um where you know in if if, for example if someone's going to be in my life there are certain just standards that have to be if I'm going to be in close relationship with people because I love myself and I choose to be with people who will love me and honor me the way that I need to be loved and honored and vice versa one of my standards is if you know I can't treat someone the way that they deserve to be treated because or or love them the way they want to be loved than loved then I also shouldn't be in their life because that's not fair to them um, right, but standards and expectations have very different energetics to them standards um, in the way that I see them are more about uh soul giving, life-giving energy, whereas expectations, but particularly the one that I've said of expecting people to act as we would, um, is being a really, really big one, really big one. It's also us not giving others the space, and again, the dignity to just be who and where they are. So those are the five primary ones that I see. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, you know, and I think that just people being introspective of their life and go, you know, kind of running it through their minds just answered Tina's question is like, like it, you know, just you talking about it triggers memories yeah. for me like, oh, that's when I did that and that's when I did that and this is what I chose differently and yep, I used to use that label and definitely was so much I think of my stress in the past was this last one is expecting my, at that time, former husband, Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-empath, to be able to read my freaking mind, Oh yeah, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, he's like, six weeks later, are you mad at me? I'm like, yes, for six weeks, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because I expected him to act like me, to treat me like I treated him, and, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a great guy, it's just not, you know, we didn't
2: see eye to eye on a lot of things, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think sometimes that's okay. And then sometimes it's just not, you know, but I mean, I, I really think that there has got to be some reciprocity among energy in any relationship in and in, in relationship that mm. of all kinds. Um, and so part of that to me, the honoring and the reciprocity is I must honor and and be with you who you are now and be accepting and at peace of that doesn't mean that I'm always going to like it but right it's it's you know I I would like to also be held in that same regard in my relationships and (laughs) I'm not suggesting that any of this what I've said is the easiest work (laughs) no
3: no (laughs) it's not
2: challenging (laughs) so let's not kid ourselves here um But I think that it's, these are, these are really important guides. Um, And, and yeah, especially with the expectation, we, I think, you know, we, we all come with these, as again, I, I call it energy architecture. We come with these, these sort of blueprints and these contracts that we're here to live out. And I don't feel that it is within our jurisdiction to, to cast on someone else what that is for them. And that's that to me is like big time spiritual work right there. It is big time spiritual work. And some people, you know, the whole
0: spirituality thing sometimes gets washed, not washed out, but sort of like, oh, I'm so spiritual. And, you know, <laughs> and it's yes. not like a lot of people aren't willing to do the really hard work which is spiritual, you know, yeah. uh, this kind of yeah. stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. I I love it.
3: Um, yeah. Well, it,
0: uh, Katie, it looks like we have about five or six people with their hands up, patiently waiting. Great. So before we go to, yeah, before we go to questions, I'm just going to uh, just share your website and maybe, um, well, actually I'll let you share your website and then how people can learn more about you and your programs.
2: Sure. Yes. Um. So my website is livewiththelightson.com, and I do spell that L-I-G-H-T-S.com. It's spelled spelled properly, <laughs> unlike many things. Spelled <laughs> properly. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. Um. And really, you know, there's the services page. There's also you can read a little bit about how I work. Um. Because my my work is very. Uh, I, I basically. Basically, I help people rewire their energy system, and so it sort of explains in there what, what that looks like. Um, I've, I'm an author, so I have some books for sale on there. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Instagram is Live With The Lights On, um, and I'm also on um, Facebook as Katie Bray. I'm pretty easy to find oh fantastic oh that's great that's great
0: and um it looks like you have uh uh, people are probably going to ask this anyway but do you have sessions that you do or packages of sessions Uh, how does that work they want
3: yeah
2: yeah i thank you for asking um i do both so i do hour-long i do 30 minute i do hour-long sessions 30 minutes is more kind of reading style Um, an hour, we can get into a little bit more of that energy healing. Um, But I also, I have my energy architecture process, which is about four months long and it comes with, I've got about seven hours of recordings and um, you know, downloads and it comes with weekly or biweekly calls, depending on the um, package that you choose. They're hour long calls where um, we, we just, we really go in there and we, we, rewire energy patterns help with the energy leaks move energy blocks um so yeah so any sort because i i see energy as i am a clairvoyant so i I see energy and i see where energy um is coming out of people and where it's stuck and where it's moving that's not serving them where it's tangled so we just we go in and we rework all of that together
0: that's great so that program includes the 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 what I call it, the training of the course and one-on-ones, or is that a group thing?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: No, it's one-on-one. Okay, it's fantastic. One-on-one. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that detail. Uh, great. Yeah. So uh, so if you would like to uh, call in and raise your hand, ask Katie a question, the number is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 if you're on the live call. Again, it's 818-514-1190, and hit 1 so you know your hand is up. I am going to be unmuting each uh, person uh, by saying your area code, so listen for that. Um, please tell us your first name and share your question. Um, you know, keep it under a minute so that uh, Katie can talk, and we'll we'll intend to spend, for the people that have their hands raised, um, you know, no more than five minutes per person, just so people can have a chance with Katie. So thank you in advance, everyone, for that. So the first number we're going to unmute is area code 269. Hello.
3: Oh, hi, this is Melissa. And
1: hello. hey
0: Melissa.
3: Thank you. Hey Sharon, Thank you for um picking me. Anyway, I just I, I thank you, Katie. This is pretty phenomenal. And our stories are very similar and wow. I think I know where my leaks are, but I would really love if you could help me a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't wanna talk a lot, but um Yeah. There's just gonna, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. ideas that aren't? I, I mean, I think I have a lot of issues with my, you know, sacral or not my. Well, yeah, but yeah. my first stop. And my Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely your sacral. I will say that um, a lot of the energy leaks. I think I said this at the beginning. Um, they they start at the root, but I see a lot of them in one, two, and three, particularly in two. So with you, um, if you don't mind me just sort of hopping right in, um, with you, you want to talk about empath, holy moly. Um, (laughs) if we had a scale of one (laughs) to 10, you'd be about a thousand. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's really a lot to be said about that, um, because I, I see how, um. There, It feels like there has been a lot of power struggle and power dynamics, and that's why the the sacral is so – that's really where the sacral is, is with um, personal struggle with power dynamics and sort of feeling overpowered. One of the things that I would love for you to look at is your relationship with sacrifice. I feel like um, there has been a lot of – I feel like you have sacrificed a lot of yourself and and I'll say you know just because we've been talking about the main five with that has come some denial and Justification, but but I say this with the greatest honor of you is that a lot of it has felt like um, Like a protective device it feels like you haven't had a lot of other choices at times in your life and you've just sort of Felt like you had to do it that way um, but because of that I feel like um, you've had with the cravings that you have been, you have not gotten all of the love. And I almost want to say, I feel like there's a million people who owe you so many thank yous and the deepest gratitude for being in the trenches with them that I don't necessarily feel like you have ever had. Does that make sense to you? (sighs) I'm just trying to breathe. (laughs) Yes. You have no well, idea I know how Melissa I fairly that. well Katie you're
0: right on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Katie for the fir- I mean really I just I just felt seen on the mm-hmm. earth for the first time in my life. So you mm-hmm. you really got it I, and when you were doing the I I knew that denial was it and I just always it was it was a survival mechanism it was yeah. to pretend I didn't know because yeah. I did. I mean it's like not only was I an empath as a child but I was psychic too and so it's like I knew I just knew so much but you know it got me in trouble for knowing and so it was you know and then I also remember I had this huge issue and kept shutting down my anything that I did whenever I became popular because Mm -hmm. like I was one of the most popular kids in my high school and then when i started my healing work but it was i had this fear of i don't want to be a guru i want to help people become who they are not to rely on me and it just i would just shut down because it it would start to go in that direction and i was young i didn't know how to deal you know with that and i and i still you know so um okay anyway beautiful thank you that was wonderful i really appreciate
2: Very, very Uh, accurate. Thank you. you. I just feel so blessed. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Please take care and let us know how you're doing.
0: Yeah, thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Katie. It was beautiful. Okay, so our next caller is area code 678. Hi, who's this? Oops, sorry did not meet unmute Hello? me properly. Let me try that again. There we go. Six seven eight? Did that work? <laughs> oh, sounds like you may have two. Okay. People. <laughs> there we go. I think we got I got it now. <laughs> Hi,
3: sis. Hello. This is Marilyn, but is was there someone else on the call?
0: Nope, you, nope. I you can. I, I got a little confused because I didn't hear you, so I think I muted you again by accident. So Marilyn, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, I just have the same question. If I have any of these um, blocks, I'm
3: not aware of them. Of course, so I may be in denial and mm-hmm. what to um, do about it.
2: So um, I don't know so much that it's. THAT YOU ARE IN DENIAL, um, ONE OF THE THINGS THAT, that COMES UP IS, um, HOW DO I WANT TO SAY THIS? I'm TRYING TO FIND MY WORDS. The SOMETIMES I FEEL LIKE the IT'S THE EXPECTATION ONE, BUT IT IS NOT in the way that we talked about it so much with the show. Um, and so it relates to me with the craving. So let me explain how and what I'm talking about. Um, sometimes I feel like perhaps you are going almost too easy on people. So when we were talking about um, the, like, yeah, so that's the justification too. So. The being overly compassionate and understanding, um, I feel like that can be a slippery slope for you because you are genuinely so deeply compassionate and understanding, and that really holds true for you. Like, to me, you are this just beam of heart energy. Um, Like, just looking at your energy field, it's almost like I'm blinded by you being all heart Um, And I feel like you have done a tremendous amount of work on yourself and you've learned to really hone your boundaries pretty well and all of that. Sometimes because you are very strong in your heart, though, I feel like you don't always give yourself or get for yourself all that you deserve. Um, I feel like a lot of people around you will get the benefit of being with you, and that your cup isn't always being filled up the way that it could be because you're so good at, um, you know, I don't want to say not needing other people because I, I don't mean that. I don't mean it like that, but you you actually feel very elevated to me. Um, but I, it's like I want to say to you, don't forget to really tend to your humanity too, and your Um, your needs Um, you know make sure that that you are being taken care of and loved and adored and appreciated the way that you so freely give it to other people does that make sense
3: yeah I guess so I feel like I'm a little tough on people but that's good to know that I'm easy but you're not seeing any major leaks is what you're saying Mm-mm. It no, just may I'm be really a little not. out of balance or something. Yeah.
2: But it's the the expectation was the one that came up first for me. Um mm-hmm. and justification for you. But but it to me it feels like a very different relationship to expectation than than just, you know, other people you know, wanting other people to do things as you would. I feel like there's more to it than that. And I would definitely love to see um I would love to see you um have your cup filled more, even if it's you letting people do more for you. I would love to see you do that because you you do give quite a lot.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Awesome. Thank you both. Okay. Next person, area code 310. Hi, Chief. So area code 310. Hello. Hi, can you hear me?
1: we can yeah Yeah, so I have a really bad head cold right now but um, I wanted to say thank you for doing this it's been really enlightening and I really resonated with your story Katie I feel like I have a similar thing as well I've had a lot of challenges especially this year and a couple of really intense ones the past few weeks Mm -hmm. so I really am looking for some kind of breakthrough and Mm -hmm. how to move forward yeah
2: Um, So interestingly, it's funny because as soon as you hopped on the line, I actually saw a bolt of lightning, which is my symbol for like, there's a dramatic shift that's about to happen. Here's the key to this dramatic shift. And I'll tell you as someone who does not love timeframes, I kept seeing two to three, two to three. So for me, that's two to three weeks or two to three months. It It feels closer to me certainly not two to three years. I promise you, I promise
0: you, I promise you. Um,
2: Yeah. I don't know if I can go on for two to three years. No, yeah, no, 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 (laughs) for sure. And it's not like, I, I don't guarantee anything. I can guarantee that it is not two to three years. Um, But the thing for you that you're going to be challenged at, at a deeper level. And I, and I want to say this, I feel like you're, you're pretty good at this already. It's just that you're being taken to a few levels deeper with this is trusting your intuition because there is a breakthrough coming up for you. It does feel very organic. There are some significant changes, but you are going to have to trust your intuition because I see a couple of different opportunities coming up for you. And it's really going to be in the nuances where you're going to want to reach deeply in your body to discern what what is my whole body Yes. Here. And if I'm not getting a whole body yes, then it's either a no or it's a not now. Because after that, after that thunderbolt, um, there's a lot of rain and rain to me is actually a good thing. It actually means like the rainmaker making it rain. Um, and so for me, that's a really, it's a powerful symbol. Um, So right now your perseverance is super, super important, which I know you're great at and you have an incredible spiritual stamina, Um, but your breakthrough is coming. The thing that I want you to be really aware of is um, consistently taking care of yourself and consistently looking at what is and really tuning into your body. You're so um, connected to your body, the, the way that it's coming across me, like you, really not obviously empathic people feel everything in their body, but I feel like you're really good at gauging what's going on in your body and, and what your body's trying to tell you. So you're going to be asked to go deeper into that process with yourself, um, because that's where your magic is. You, um, Your body is actually going to open up even more energetically through this process. So, that's actually part of what is happening, and part of the purpose of it is it's taking you even deeper into your intuitive knowledge that comes through your body and your body awareness.
1: So, that goes for everything like family stuff, finances, career, my life path, like everything.
2: And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that the, the, the rain for me felt very much connected to finances in particular. Um, so I, yeah, because I I actually feel like there's a couple of opportunities coming up here that do feel more like work career purpose related. Um, and that's where the couple of opportunities are where you want to discern, um, and, and, you know, making sure that Trusting your intuition is also really trusting that higher guidance and that higher voice, higher, and I'm saying this specifically, I don't mean to give like a duh statement, higher meaning this is not the time for you to sacrifice. You have sacrificed and sacrificed and sacrificed. And so part of the role that you're moving into is learning that you don't have to sacrifice so much to have what it is that you want, that what you want is possible. Um, I just don't want you sacrificing, but I feel like you're gonna feel that in your body because it feels like these two opportunities in particular that I'm seeing is that um, one of them is gonna be just off just a little bit, but also have like a bigger perk in one arena, whereas the other one is going to feel a little bit smoother and more refined for you. Um, And it's going to feel a little bit clearer, but it's going to send your mind into an interesting place. Your body has the answer. Um, It's like, I want to give you the answer, but I don't want to give you the answer.
1: (laughs) 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 That's wild. Connected to me being an entrepreneur and creating something from scratch because it's been like over 11 years. And, yeah, you said the sacrifices. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I keep
2: Yeah, there's been too much of that. The the thing with you is, yes, you're, you're definitely, definitely meant to be on an entrepreneur path. And what I see is you doing a lot of collaborations. I feel like you in partnership, um, even if it's your solo, but you do a lot, you have like an alliance partnership or something like that. I I feel like it's really important for you to be working in tandem with other people. So I would definitely find, like, complementary people to do some creative projects with in your endeavors, and that's actually going to make the energy um, magnetize more because you – You're actually really good at being magnetic, even though you you might want to argue with me right now. That's fair. Um, But I'm telling you that you're actually very, very magnetic, but your magnetism is really activated when you're in partnership or relationship. And so creating that kind of partnership in business is really dynamic for you. So I, I feel like that's super important to take on your path
1: yeah absolutely and i feel like there's one partner that i would think is perfect cuz he keeps coming back into my life but i feel like he's not ready so and i don't know what to do with that
2: he is not ready so i think you do know what to do he is perfect he is not ready and and it doesn't have to be just one person the whole time i actually feel like the first person looks to me like it is actually a female um, you and this male will do have partnership, but that's actually going to be a little bit down the road. I wouldn't wait for him. I wouldn't start with him. I would just get moving and get out there and connect with people who can really compliment your work and you compliment theirs. There's a time for him. I, I feel like we're like easily six months out, six, nine months out for him. All right. Don't we're going to have him. to move
0: on gals, but uh, thank you so much for that question and amazing Insights there, Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Yes. All right. So next caller, area code 717. You're on the line now.
3: Who's this? Hello. My name's Tina, and I like to know when I'm an NCD kid. <Dr>. Tina. <laughs> Hi, Tina.
2: Hi, um, Tina. Okay. I'm just tuning in here. So, oh, goodness. So it's fair to say that I think the majority of people, we all have a little bit of all of these um, and it's just some that are more prevalent at different times in our lives. Um, For you, Tina, I feel like there's denial. But here's what's interesting. I feel like the denial and the cravings are closely related because um, I am getting it the way that I want to say it is I feel like you don't necessarily give yourself permission to fully have the desires that you have that are deep within you that I I feel like there is this need to give yourself permission. And so naturally with that, there's denial and perhaps some justification as well. Um, But I really feel like it's time for you to start you know, putting soil in your own garden and like a lot and letting other people, places and things nourish you and really tuning in to the higher realms, um, connecting with your council because you, you actually have this huge council of light around you that is just like ensconcing you waiting for you to really um, fully give yourself permission, like without abandon, to have the deepest desires that that are inherent within you. Um, so that's that is where I actually feel like the biggest energy leak is for you. And it, it actually is it's not on the top five, but that you giving yourself permission, 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 permission is what comes up for me around you. Does that make sense? Yes, because I've been taking care of everybody else, all my loved ones and everything else, and not taking care of me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's time. Yeah, it, it's really time to start shifting that. Um, and I've been working on it, trying, but I because I'm not getting it there yet. Well, no, I mean, I think, you know, everything, everything takes time. You time. know, I, I think, y- right. And, you know, I think different varying amounts of time because, you mm-hmm. know, we're talking about, Energy. We're talking about something that's a little bit lighter, whereas matter is dense. And so for mm-hmm. for alchemy to take place, we have this lighter type of energy that needs needs the space and time to infiltrate into that matter. But as we were talking earlier about those little choices that you make, um, I think one of the greatest ways that you could create more space, which is what I would love for you is to just create more space for yourself in your life is like space, space, space is the littlest Mm -hmm. things Like today, if you desire something like I desire ice cream, go get the ice cream, like give yourself permission (laughs) to just you want those little things, go have at it, stop restricting yourself. Let yourself desire, play with desire, let it beckon you, let it call you, and then just work on those little permissions because it will add up to giving you much more permission. And you do have like this council of light around you is practically blinding me. Um, and so I I like really like you have this enormous powerful team that I would love to see you tap into asking for support with this permission and with this space because because it's part of your purpose is to give yourself that and that's what this council is there for. So I would really um Talk to them in your head, talk to them out loud if you want your neighbors to think you're crazy. I mean, however you want to do it, knock your sire <laughs> off. <laughs> desire. Perfect, perfect, right? Of course, I'm talking to <laughs> my tribe. I understand, I get it, I relate. Exactly. Um, but just make sure that you engage with them um, because this is what they want to help you with. Let yourself be enchanted like a child again and just let yourself want. Um, that, that's really where I see the biggest leak for you.
3: Thank
2: you. You brought me yeah. the tears because it's so. Oh, uh, you so spot on. Thank
3: you. Aww. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you're you, welcome. Tina. Nice to do something. Yeah, we're going ice cream for her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina's always doing things for other people. Just
3: Aww. so
0: generous, you know. Um, sometimes to the point of yeah. sacrifice, but um, a yeah. big big heart. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. We got a room for a couple of colors left. Let me just go down the line here. Area code nine one nine. Let me unmute you. Here we go. Hi. Hi. This
4: is this is Laura. Thank you so much. Hi, Laura. To both
3: of you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so nourished, and um, I almost feel like different aspects of me have been addressed through all the other callers. <laughs> Oh, cool. Oh,
0: beautiful.
3: I'm wondering what, what you can tell me about what you see.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. You're another one um, where I feel like, as I would call it, like the winds of change are sort of sweeping through. And what I would love to do, and it all feels very positive, very cleansing, um, and actually pretty graceful. Um, of, of all things it actually feels there's like, there's some grace and ease with some of these shifts. This does feel like it's in a lot of different aspects of your life, but, but as things are moving and shifting, the thing that I would love to see you do, uh, more than anything else is to, it's like, I want to say, stop and smell the roses, like pause, let yourself really be in rapture with what is, what is given to you in every moment. Um, I feel like for you, some of your, um, some of your energy shows up feeling a little bit more blocked than, uh, I mean, there, there's, there's definitely some energy leaks. There's no question. And, And, but I actually feel like there's a little bit more, locked for you and it does feel like it's more in that sacral chakra area and it to me it has more to do with um, really just letting yourself go and be free and be in the mm-hmm. beauty and the grace and the feminine and the flow where um, you don't have to you don't have to be rigid you don't have to you know clench your fists Um, that the winds of change come so that you can surrender and you can let go. This is all a time for you to really be in the beauty and the grace and the ease and the flow. And so the more that you let yourself do that, the more you're actually freeing your energy and the blocks that I'm seeing will actually naturally just start to move and drift away. So, you know, I think the parts of us that want to do something perhaps to maybe fix Something I definitely want to mm-hmm. move out of that kind of conversation mm-hmm. and say that mm-hmm. it's really not time for you to fix anything. There's nothing to fix. It's really about <sighs> finally letting yourself surrender, let go and be in the beauty, be in your feminine. Like I want to say go dance go move your body go eat incredible food feel like the goddess that you are and know that that flow is an inherent part of who you are and it wants to move you it's just you want to ease up a little bit so that you can allow it
4: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: beautiful does that resonate yes thank you okay oh beautiful thank you (laughs)
0: Well, we should have warned everyone to get Kleenex before they listen to the show. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. no, love it with it. All right. So our next caller is area code seven two seven. Hi there.
2: Hi, uh this is Karen.
4: And um Hey Karen. Hey, thank you so much. Thank- <laughs> yeah, thank you. Your work is amazing. Um and I was hoping you can also tell me where my energy leaks are.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting because it's funny. I, I'm definitely seeing a pattern with some of the callers today, which is why I'm not surprised that we've heard another say, you oh, know, I've heard parts of myself in all of these. Um, So with you, I want to go right into cravings. Um. And it's, like I was saying earlier, there's a lot to be said about looking at, you know, where, where you have been willing to negotiate parts of yourself to have certain desires or needs met. And it's mm-hmm. like, I want to say to you, like I said um, to someone else earlier, like, I would love to see you really um, nourish yourself and be nourished and know that you don't have to sacrifice to get what you need, um, mm-hmm. and I—I I almost want to say um, this goes a little bit deeper into the work that I do around power leaks. Like if we were at a retreat, this is something that we would go into. But it, it shows up. Um, is I would actually look at the places for you, like uh, in my words, where are your insanities? Where have you gone back to an empty well consistently? expecting or hoping that maybe there will be water there that time. Um, and mm-hmm. and that, that can be with people for sure, but, but that, that can also be like within ourselves. Um, there's a lot about you that I feel like has really shifted and changed over the years. You're, you're really good at growing and evolving and doing your work. Um, but it's funny because I keep seeing this serpent around you. And it's like, I want to say, just let yourself shed that skin. Let yourself shed that skin and start to reorient yourself to a whole new experience. Like I would, I would say if I could say one thing to you that I would want you to take away more than anything is that you have changed so much. And yet there are parts of you that still look back to um, identity. That's a power leak. But look, look back to maybe who you were or what is familiar to you. And that starts to slow you down. You are so different now that you can't use your past as your measure for who you are now. And so I would really look at that in terms of who do you keep trying to go back to within yourself or around you, you know, whatever that is for you um, that is no longer serving you now. It's it's really time to look ahead and to, you know, connect up to the upper world. Um, but, But those, that's a really big theme for you right now.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. That so you see it in people me? around me or?
2: I feel like this has a lot more to do with the way that you identify with yourself and the ways that, um, you know, we all will seek comfort by going to what we know and what is familiar. Um, and so with you, I would really, look at yourself with a fresh set of eyes really looking at all the work that you've done on yourself over the years and being very tuned into when you look for what is familiar versus looking forward of where you're going and who you want to be and not using your past as any kind of measure Ooh, mm-hmm. wisdom right there I can feel that
0: well, Karen, we we'll have to move on here, but uh, all right. You can tell that, Thank you. you no know, resumes. Let us know on the Facebook group. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna mute you. So uh, just uh, just to reiterate, uh, to get a hold of Katie, do some more work with her. Go to livewiththelightson.com. All one on all one sentence. No spaces. No dashes. Livewiththelightson.com. Mm-hmm and you can check out uh, the programs she has, the sessions she has available and um her her architecture program as well. So, I think we have time for one more person, Katie, if that's okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, so area code 650.
4: Hello. Hello beautiful souls. This is Alexandra.
0: Hello. Hi, Alexandra.
4: <laughs> um My husband and I have been trying to conceive a child, and we are now in a very privileged position. Uh, We have a medical team, and um, I have a question related to the fact that uh, I believe Source is asking me to uh, carry a twin pregnancy. (laughs) And I have, uh, I'm not sure if it's Source asking me or if it's my imagination. And uh, being in this privileged position to choose whether to transfer one embryo, two embryos, I was told that my body being so small, uh, it it would be actually uh, perilous for me, I mean, dangerous. So uh, what do you think?
2: Okay, my little disclaimer, I cannot give any kind of medical anything. Um, And I do want to say that even before you said anything, I was going to blurt out, well, you're going to have two. So for me, that really <laughs> confirms that I I, I really want to validate that I do feel very strongly that you're being asked to have the two. I have to be honest. This is where I put up my little medical disclaimer. Um, I I do not see that you are going to be in harm's way. Um, it I mean, it does look like you will need to spend some time in bed, you know, towards the end for a little bit. Which so, is fine. Yeah, okay, good. like that but that's the extent of what I see. Um so I don't see anything that's concerning me or scaring me. I definitely get that the two is is exactly what's in your soul contract and I don't see any danger to you. Just make sure that you rest towards the end, which I think you're going to be told to anyway. I do see bed rest um probably for the last like month and a half, maybe 2 months. So, you know, a little bit of time, but for a lifetime of joy and happiness, like <laughs> Whatever.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that sounds exciting, yet, and you know, Alexander I'm, has I'm
4: lots sure of energy Dr. Karen. And- Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> Dr. Karen knows our journey. It's been so long. We're not pregnant yet, and it's been oh, overwhelming. And this oh, yeah. past month, it, this past month has been so confusing for me because I, I'm, I, I didn't know if it was Source asking me yeah. this
2: you you feel it all through your body though don't you i do yeah that that's source 'cause i i when I tune in to your your experience it it feels like source it's that it's excited but it's not like ex- it's more elevated. It's more light. It's more expansive. It's more free and it courses through your body. That's all spirit. If it was your ego, you'd feel really amped up and hyper about it. That's more of an ego based excitement. I see elevation here. So, no, I, I think your intuition is 100% spot on with this. 100%. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Oh, Good luck. I'm beautiful. excited. I'm so thrilled. Yes, I'm super excited. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm yeah. glad Alexandra that we were able to connect to you on the call today. Woohoo. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yep, more Kleenex, everyone. Um <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, there's there's uh, some folks that I recognize, you know, on who are, uh, you know, who always are connected to the show. Who are some of them, you know, students of mine. They have some skill sets. So this has been great to hear from another person. Uh, you know, just the the different perspectives on how you know we can create, co-create this beautiful life. Um, and uh, I love the. The five energy leaks that you talked about today, Katie, uh, they are so, so important and amazing to just, you know, spell it out like you did. So thank you mm. so much for being on the show today. Thank
2: you. It's been, you've been wonderful. It's been so much fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been really fun, uh, fun for our listeners. And remember, you know, I know we couldn't get everyone's uh, call today uh, live on, the, you know, more people were raising their hands as we as you were speaking. Oh, no. Um, uh but which is all which is all good. Which is all good. Maybe we can have you back on the show uh, you know, for another topic uh in the future. Sure. And um yeah, so we're what we're gonna do is uh I'm gonna be inviting Katie to the Light Warrior Network. If you have questions related to the show, not for a reading per se, but, you know, questions related to how you can work with her or to clarify something on the show, uh, you can post it below the, the show where we have it on the Light Warrior Network, and then, you know, Katie can come in and just, you know, um, give us a little bit of advice on those things. So, again, just to respect Katie's time um, is to you know you're not going to ask her for a reading but just you know if you want to know how more to work with her uh, connect with her on Facebook and or if you have some questions related to these five energy leaks we talked about in the show you can post underneath the the show um, icon on Facebook so thank you Katie and thank you everyone for listening in until next time bye for now